Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. On a blog this week I, I read... For a long, long time, the only thing I knew about Nehemiah was that he was supposed to be the shortest man in the Bible, through a wretched pun on his name, Nehemiah. Get it? Nehemiah. I am glad to have discovered, he goes on to say, I'm glad to have discovered a great deal more about the man in the intervening years. Nehemiah, Nehemiah, or Nehemiah, however you want to pronounce it, is one of the great characters of the Old Testament. But as the blog says, perhaps not quite so well known as some others. His contemporaries are Ezra and Esther, and his story is the last of the Old Testament historical books. The book records the history of the third return to Jerusalem after captivity, telling how the walls were rebuilt and the people were renewed in their faith. (coughs) The people of Judah and the city of Jerusalem were in a terrible condition. Over 150 years earlier, Nebuchadnezzar and the armies of Babylon had invaded Israel and had carried many of the people away as slaves. The Jews were back now in Jerusalem, somewhere that should have been familiar to them, but they were living in what had become a strange land because it was in ruins. And so they desperately needed someone who had the vision and the determination needed to restore Jerusalem and Israel to the former glory and bring them together as a community. They needed someone who was different. They needed someone who had been captured by God and was set fire by the Holy Spirit. They needed a person of vision if they were going to see their situation changed. God had such a man. Of course he did. His name was Nehemiah, who was a cupbearer to the king of Persia. Now, originally, the function of a cupbearer was to taste the wine, either for quality or poison or both, and carry and serve um, the wine to his master. In a case like that of Nehemiah, a cupbearer for royalty was not just a personal servant, but also a trusted confidant and advisor. Thus, it was an office of great responsibility, power and honour in the Persian Empire. In this role, Nehemiah was able to obtain the permission from the king to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So here we see Nehemiah being prepared by God as a vessel to be used in a great way to rebuild this city and to bring about the restoration uh, of of the nation of Israel. You and I may be thousands of years removed from the time of Nehemiah, but we also live in a time that desperately needs strong, committed people of God who will not be deterred. The church in our day is perhaps a mere shell of its former self. The walls of separation between the church and the world have been torn down. Perhaps it can be said that being thrown out of our buildings 
has allowed us a chance to break down some isolating walls, to build walls of God's love around people's hearts, to be a church that Jesus commissioned after his resurrection. So God needs people that will not be deterred in the face of opposition to build, in building the kingdom of God. And Nehemiah is a great example of how we can face that in this community. When the exiles returned to Jerusalem, they found a common purpose and a, a common faith to build a new way of living in a strange but at the same time familiar land. When we talk about rebuilding... God is calling the people to much more than just rebuilding the structures here, whether it be the temple or the wall around the city. He's calling people to himself, calling the people to place their trust in him and to obey him and to follow his call and then to be amazed at the great things God is able to do through them. And God has placed on the heart of Nehemiah the intense desire, a call to rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah didn't waste time clearly saw what, he needed, what needed to be done, and he did it. God's hand was on him, and so he went to work, and he called the people to work as well. On this candidate Sunday, Nehemiah is a great example of following the call of God to a specific ministry and, 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 and a specific need that God wants to be met. Nehemiah spent time in prayer and fasting and then got on with what God was calling him to do. So firstly... Right now, as we look at this story, I want to ask you, is God calling you to a specific ministry or role? Do you just need to get on with it like Nehemiah did? But all this did not escape the notice of the enemy all around. You know, the 4,000 mile long Great Wall of China was built to keep the invaders from the north. The first wall was, con- wall was constructed by the first emperor of China, who lived between 259 and 210 BC. Now, in 1644, the Manchus broke through the Great Wall and overran China. They did this not by tearing down the walls or climbing over it, but by bribing a general of the Ming dynasty to open the gates. Now, a similar thing was being attempted here in Nehemiah's time, During the reconstruction of ancient Jerusalem, Nehemiah understood the acute danger posed by those who opposed the rebuilding of the city's walls. So he commanded constant vigilance. Half the workers were to stand watch while half rebuilt the walls. And as Christians, we must be vigilant that nothing breaches our spiritual defenses. Even the most mature believer can afford to, can't afford to let their guard down. We need to look out for each other and how we're doing in our faith journey and help each other when we're struggling in life, in living in community. We all know that being a follower of Jesus is not always easy. It can be a battle from beginning to end. And that is certainly what Nehemiah discovered when he embarked on this endeavor to lead the people of Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. In chapter 5 of the book of Nehemiah, he just handled some internal conflict within the Jewish community that threatened to keep the people from completing the task God had given them. And once Nehemiah led the people to repent and make restitution, the work continued and they learned from that and grew stronger together. And now, as we go into chapter 6, we find that the work is almost complete, just the gates to be built. 
Nehemiah's enemies sensed that they had one last chance to keep people from finishing that work. They used fear and deception to make one final attempt to stop the rebuilding of this project. They attacked him personally with rumors, deceit, and false reports. In each of these attacks, they were hidden in niceness and an apparent desire as well to, to bury the hatchet. Nehemiah, however, was able to discern the truth, sensing that Sambalat and Geshen's motives were to do him harm, not to make peace. So Nehemiah called on God for vindication when the enemy stepped up their attack. And I love verse 9, where Nehemiah says, They were all trying to frighten us, thinking, Their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, Now strengthen my hands. What a great prayer. He asked God to strengthen his hands and his resolve to carry out the task God had called him to. Then the community came together and finished the wall. What a brilliant prayer. God, strengthen my hands in order to do your work. What a great team effort. And this is community. Faced with opposition, there's this convergence of two great streams of power for accomplishment, for the accomplishment of this monumental task. To speak of one without speaking of the other would be to miss much of the point. For us to say that the completion of the wall is testament to the leadership of Nehemiah and the determined effort of the people would be true enough and yet incomplete. We cannot speak of the people's work without acknowledging the power of God moving through them. And at the same time, to speak of the power of God without acknowledging that God chooses us to use obedient people to accomplish his task would be to miss a key point as well. All through the book of Nehemiah, we see these two streams converging. The hand of God sovereignly guiding and the joint determination of the people who seize upon a God-given vision and will not be denied its accomplishment. That's living in community. Not just with each other, but with God. And so verse 15 tells us that the wall was built. Nehemiah goes on to say that the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Notice how he says, with the help of our God. That speaks to me of teamworking. The building of this wall was, was what we may call a God thing. Good God had done a work that only he could. He brought these people all together for this purpose. Nehemiah knew it. The people who built the wall knew it, and even the enemies knew it. And I love what one writer says. They, the enemies, said it couldn't be done. The job was too big and the problems were too great. But God's men and women, joined together for a special tasks, can, resolve, can solve huge problems and accomplish great goals. Don't let the size of a task or the length of time needed to accomplish it keep you from doing it. God's work is done through his people. We call his people the church. It was a team effort. When we become believers, when we join the family of God, he plans specifically for each of us to contribute something to the building of his kingdom community. In our house, we love to watch on the television our Yorkshire farm. The new series is currently being shown on a Tuesday night, um, on Channel 5, just after the songs to Zoom, although we, um, we watch it, we record it and watch it another day. Now, for those of you who haven't watched this ACE program, 
You need to. It's really good. And it follows Amanda and Clive Owen, who are hill shepherds on one of the most remote farms in Britain. As well as taking care of their shepherd and farm life duty, they're raising nine children, nine children on their farm. The program follows the Owen family and their remote hill farm day-to-day life through the seasons. And each episode spans a single season in the farming calendar, showcasing their remarkable family working together. The couple's nine children starts with Raven, who's 18, and she's studying medicine at university. Then we've got Reuben, 16, Miles, 14, Edith, 11, Violet, 9, Sydney, 8, Anna, 6, Clemmie, 5, and the youngest is Nancy, who's 3. There are many things I love about this family, and one of them is that they all muck in together, quite literally at times. From Raven, age 18, to little Nancy, age 3, They are all completely involved in the work of farming and shepherding, whether it's helping to herd the sheep on the hill, milking cows, collecting hay, mucking out, helping the animals when they give birth, dealing with those that have died, feeding the animals, fixing machinery and fences, all this. Now, there's lots that would threaten their desire to work and and would put them off. They're children, after all. They want to play. The weather can be horrendous up there in those Yorkshire Dales and the hills are so steep and they live about 60 miles from the nearest town. But they persevere and they have so much fun as well. They see the benefits far outweigh the negatives and they see the importance of their contribution and the skills that they are learning. It takes team effort to make Raven Seat farm work. They all have to work hard. No one sits back and lets others do the work and they've, they've got each other's back as they do it. They look out for each other. The oldest one teaches the youngest one. The younger one adds new insights to things. And I'm sure that that would have happened when building this wall. Nehemiah brought everyone together and they worked hard despite the difficulties and the distractions and the attacks. They built that wall together with God. That is living in community. Evangelist D.L. Moody said, A great many people have got a false idea about the church. They've got an idea that the church is a place to rest in, to get into a nicely cushioned pew and contribute to the charities, listen to the ministers and do their share to keep the church out of bankruptcy is all that they want. The idea of work for them, actual work in the church, never enters their mind. And as we think about rebuilding and repairing the walls, we're not called to be comfortable in our seats. We're called to work. We've lost and dying people all around our communities that we live and work and worship in. What are we going to do to reach them? We need to be fixing our facilities to be used in reaching our greater community to the glory of God and the sharing of Jesus and the good news. And as we begin coming back together again and rebuilding our community again for us to do this fruitfully and effectively, we do have to do what we've been talking about over these past few weeks of thinking about our values. What identifies this church, our community? What are the things that are important to us that tell people what sort of place this is? What's important to us? What are the non-negotiables and how are we going to get the message of hope and life we have been given to our wider community through our values? For this community in Nehemiah, it was belonging, unity, integrity, discipleship, commitment, among other things. 
What are your values in this community to help us come together? Today, as we think about living in community, as we think also about Candidate Sunday and God's call on each of our lives, Nehemiah is a message to us of God's provision and direction when we listen and act on his call as individuals and as a community of believers. We hear about a God who listens and cares for God's people. We remember God's sovereign love and past faithfulness to enable us to remain strong in the tasks ahead. We see a united community response in the walls being rebuilt. We see the miracle of how a group of dispirited people rallied together behind a God-ordained leader to accomplish an incredible feat in the face of opposition. The story of Nehemiah demonstrates the power of a God, the testimony of a community, and the determination of godly leadership. On this Candidate Sunday... Perhaps you need to consider what your next step is in godly leadership in your family, your church, your neighborhood, your community, your workplace. As we look to to regather as a community of believers here to, to build each other up and to build God's kingdom, what are the values of this community of believers and how are you going to do your part in ensuring those values are upheld and shine as a light in the greater community around us? Lou Fellingham sings a beautiful song called Build This House. It's about us wanting to have a God-centered life and building our lives and our communities with God at the center, guiding, protecting, and providing. As we listen to this song just now, it's an opportunity for you to think about what God is asking or encouraging you to do as part of his kingdom-building community, whether that's in some kind of leadership role or a specific ministry within the community of believers. And so let's listen to this song just now. to hear you say 
So let's pray together. As your people, we gather in worship as those who truly try to be what you desire. We are thankful for the times when you lift us up after we have fallen and failed. We pray that you will know that we humbly desire to be disciples of yours that make a difference in the world in which we live. We pray in this moment that we will discern your role for us in this awkward time of opportunity that we call life and that we will demonstrate to those around us your grace, mercy and powerful love. Guide us as a community of believers to be obedient and committed to building your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.